Hello, welcome to the Healthy Alternatives podcast. I am Dr. Christine Sauer with DocChristine.com. Today's show is a recording of my radio show of the same name. Enjoy! I am ready. Cole is ready. Here, give me the finger when he is ready to tape. Good afternoon. This is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOEFM with live stream on communityradio.ca every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, I will talk mostly with guests about all aspects of health, healthcare and wellness, from conventional to alternative and everything in between. My mission for this radio show is to help change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves which option might work in their case. And if you feel you are stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you, don't give up. There is a light at the end of the tunnel for you too. Today I'm extremely pleased to be with Michael Stack. He is a media consultant, a comedian, and a self-taught intermittent fasting practitioner, and so much more. Hi, Mike. Nice to have you on the show. Hello, Doc Christine. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks. Now, tell people a little bit, how did you get to be a comedian and a media consultant and then start intermittent fasting? Uh, sure. So, I'll just give you the, uh, the really quick background. I spent... Um, Probably the first 14 years of my career uh, as a sponsorship and marketing person for the not-for-profit sector. Mm -hmm. So I worked for a lot of hospital foundations and not-for-profit foundations and uh, fell into the restaurant industry back in 2012. And uh, so I've been working primarily in that sector ever since. Mm -hmm. uh, as for comedy, uh, it's always something that's been kind of in my blood a little bit. Uh, so it was something I used to chase in um, high school and college got away from it for like uh, 20 years and uh, just on a whim went to an audition uh, that I saw come up uh, last fall actually about a year ago and uh, joined a comedy troupe over in Dartmouth called Off Kilter Comedy did a fringe show from there uh, got into the Neptune Improv Conservatory cool. uh, so it's like no looking back from there I guess it's in my blood is the quick answer and I went to that French show. It was hilarious. I laughed and peed my pants while doing so. <laughs> That's music to my ears. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God, it was some funny. Yeah, you were really good. And how did you get into intermittent fasting? I assume you were overweight at some point. Uh, yeah, I, I was very obese. I was, um, I, I sit at about I, five foot nine. Uh, and I was sitting at about 255 pounds. Mm. And uh, there's, a, there's a saying I'm fond of is that uh, you'll change um, when the pain outweighs the uh, need to stay the same. Right. And uh, I started to hit a lot of pain. Um, joints were hurting. I uh, couldn't, couldn't exercise anymore. You know, my, my ankles, everything was starting to killing, killing me. And, you know, basically I was just feeling pretty crappy. Uh, and I tried a lot of things over the years. I mean, I, back about uh, 10 years ago, I was a runner. Now, mind you, that was pretty good for keeping the weight off. Mm -hmm. um, but I used to follow these old, you know, like 
food guides and ideas of like eating six meals a day because you're working out and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, all that stuff just basically stopped working for me. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I got uh, into February of this new year, I just said, man, I just I had to do something different. I had to get this weight off. It's not uh, it's not getting off. So I um, had an actual I had a doctor that recommended a book called The Obesity Code by Dr. Jason Fung. And uh, Mm -hmm. that was the book that really just changed my life. I have Mm. to tell you. Great book. Great book. Uh, so I started intermediate. I started uh, intermittent fasting back in um, February, end of February, and uh, so from the end of February till now, I've lost sixty pounds. I've gone from two hundred and fifty-five pounds down to one hundred and ninety-five pounds. So Super. I'm pretty pleased with that. Good for you. Now, many comedians have a ten- tendency to have mental illness. You know about, uh, what's his name? You know him, that was a comedian and committed suicide. And I know- uh, Robin Williams, maybe? Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Uh, and, and, and it's kind of sad. And uh, do you know many comedians that do the same? Um, I mean, not personally, mm. uh, but there are a lot of them out there. And uh, there is a saying in comedy that um, you're kind of looking for truths and that all comedy is rooted in tragedy. Uh, so it kind of stands to reason. You know, mm-hmm. if you are suffering from depression and anxiety and your, your mind is kind of rooted in that tragedy, it's, um, if, you're, if you're prone to, or to, being, to comedy, uh, there's a good chance that that's how it's going to come out. Yeah, so yeah. tragedy is at the root of comedy. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I heard that before, but I never really understood it. So how did you experience intermittent fasting and how did you get started and was it hard or what did you do? Um, you know, the, the biggest hurdle, I think, is mindset. Uh-huh. Uh, so that was the first one. And I'd done a lot of stop start on various weight loss programs Mm. and techniques over the last number of years but when I got to the end of February and I was 255 pounds and I was trying to get out for a walk and get the weight off and my knees were hurting my hips were hurting my ankles were hurting I just said this is not good enough and I just I really want it Mm. so that was that was the big first hurdle so I'm going to do what I need to do to get this weight off I want it that is so important now what was the main purpose to get the weight off um, I mean, you know, primarily health. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's um, one as far when it comes to comedy, one of my favorite things is physical comedy, and it's something I really enjoy. And that's a lot of bouncing around the stage and falling down, and a lot of really slapstick humor. And you just you really need to be in you know fairly good shape for that if you want to have any kind of a longevity with it, and you don't want to get beat up. So you needed to lose the weight to do something you enjoy. I did, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I really, you know, it came down to, like, everyday life, too. It just, I got to the point where I was uncomfortable all mm-hmm. the time. I was yeah. uncomfortable lying in bed. I was uncomfortable sitting in the car. I was uncomfortable being at my desk. So it's just constant yeah. discomfort. And you just say to and yourself, for young That's men not good like enough. yourself, probably you wanted to look good in the eyes of the female gender, too. There's always that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, when you feel uncomfortable in your skin, you're probably not in a shape that you want to enter in a relationship. 
It does, and you know, it speaks to to a bigger theme, which is just mm. confidence in general. Yeah, you're not you're not as conf- confident to jump out on the stage. You're not as conf- confident when you're up doing a sales presentation. Yeah. So it's more being unhappy with yourself. Now, there's alternatives, and some people that are overweight learn to be loving of their overweight body and still are confident. That's- Absolutely. And, you know, that speaks to, like, you know, body self-image. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important that you have a good, positive body self-image. Mm-hmm. But for me, I mean, it was really like that pain and yeah. <laughs> and that negative image that really kind of drove the train forward. And that's what worked for me. Yeah. And that's important because you have to have some pain to get you started, but you have to have a long-term goal to get you going because we all tend to fall off the bandwagon. Absolutely. Did that happen to you too? Uh, Yeah, at times. Uh, And what I've done is I've learned not to sweat it, especially as I've gotten further into this intermittent Mm -hmm. fasting process. And when Mm -hmm. you start to see the results, Mm -hmm. it's just like, you know what? If you've decided to have a treat day or you've kind of uh, got off the program for, you know, three, four days or even a week and you've gained a few pounds back, eh, don't sweat it. It's only yeah. a few pounds. Get back on it next week. As long as you don't rationalize yourself right back up to 255 pounds again. Yeah, I think that's where, you, as you said, the mindset comes back in. When you tell yourself, oh, my God, I blew it. I'll never make it. And it's as well, I can as well quit everything and start eating like a crazy person again. Then you gain it all back. Yeah. I mean, you know, fail forward. Yeah. Failure is success. Failure is success. There's a there's a saying in sales that I'm fond of, and I got it from uh, an insurance salesman. And the way their numbers would go, so statistically, uh, to get uh, one sale, he would make to have to make ten calls. He would get rejected on eight calls. Mm-hmm. He'd get a meeting with two calls, and he'd close a sale on one call. Yeah. And what he used to do was look in the mirror at himself and say, "I am one. I am one no closer to yes." Yeah, that's good. I actually read a book. It it is really good about sales. It's called Rejection Proof. Okay. From it's a good it's it's a fun book to read because it talks about a person that was so afraid of rejection that he decided to do something about it, and he went from house to house, asking a completely unreasonable request, like, "Would you allow me to put a advertising poster in front of your house? In a the red would be so big that you can't see the house anymore." Okay. So he expected rejection. He said, my goal is to get rejected. And he was surprised because he only got rejected nine out of ten cases. People actually would allow him to put that stupid poster in front of their house. That's a great story. Yeah, and he was really, (laughs) really uh, uh, surprised about that. (laughs) And at the end, he did, I think, about 100 houses he went. And he got rejected so often that he started to enjoy it. Yeah, because, I mean, it's like you said, it's, it's failure is a part of the process. Yeah. And as soon as you start to embrace it. Yeah, and, and you have to learn from it and move on. Like Einstein failed a hundred times or a hundred thousand times in inventing the light bulb. And then the last time he did it. Yeah. And we can do the same for our life. When we fail, yeah. don't stay down, but get up, learn from Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And I mean, comedy is harsh for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you just have to keep, uh, especially stand-up, which I haven't tried, but I, I will be mm-hmm. um, within the next like couple of months. Uh, you really just have to go up there 
and throw material out and see what works and see what doesn't. You're going to get a lot of rejection. And sometimes you're going to be up on a stage and you're just going to be able to hear crickets. Nobody's going to be laughing. And maybe you should check if the mic is turned off. <laughs> you know, like that's always a possibility. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, you have to have fun in life, and I agree. And I think uh, that will be great. And I'm looking forward to seeing you as a stand-up comedian. And Thank that's you. that's actually a nice way to wrap it up for the first half of the show. Because in the second half, I really want to talk a little bit more about the details on how you do the intermittent fasting, and what to do and not to do to do it safely. Because that's a thing that many people try to do, or they do keto and try to fast and keto, or try to water fast. So that's an interesting topic. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, and this brings us to the end of the first half of today's broadcast here on 97.5 CIOE FM Community Radio. Please tune in after the commercial break for more about intermittent fasting and other things with Michael Stack. Hello and welcome back to Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOE FM or on the web at communityradio.ca. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer, and today I'm talking with Michael Stack about intermittent fasting and comedy and more. Hi, Mike. Thanks for being back. Uh, thank you, Christine. I'm glad to be here. Now, tell me a little bit more about how you do that intermittent fasting in, in practice, because you now have an experience of more than half a year doing it, and I know that you intend to keep the weight off for good. What's your mm -hmm. plans? What is your experience? How do you in practice do it? And what can you tell somebody that wants to try it to do or not to do? So now the the big thing was, and I get this um, I get this from a lot of my friends and family who don't quite understand, is uh, they'll say something like, "Oh, you're going to stop the fasting when you get the weight off, right?" And I say, "Well, no." And that's kind of the key distinction is that you're not just doing um, a short term weight loss program to just get the weight off and then go back to normal. You're actually adopting a new lifestyle, right? Uh, so fasting is going to become a part of your lifestyle going forward. Mm -hmm. Uh, to keep control of the weight. Now, what I, one thing I like about intermittent fasting, and I will mix it up sometimes, is that there's so many different ways to do it. Ah. You can do you can do one meal a day. You can do uh, an 18-6, uh, where you fast for 18 hours, uh, fast for 18 hours, and then uh, or 16-8, sorry, fast for 16 hours and then eat in an eight-hour window. Mm -hmm. uh, what I do are, uh, is a protocol out of Dr. Jason Fung's book, The Obesity Code, and I actually do 24-hour fasts. Mm -hmm. And how that works is, um, so on a regular meal day, you'll eat um, a full breakfast, a lunch, and then you'll have supper. I usually have mine around six or seven, mm -hmm. and then I will not eat again for 24 hours or until dinner the next day. Mm -hmm. now, uh, and I do that every second day. Cool. I mean, many people that hear that will say, oh, my God, a whole day not eating. You must feel awful when you do that. <laughs> and that's like that's one of the most common comments. Yes. Uh, so for the first month, and I also also got this out of the book as well, is uh, on the fast day uh, within that 24 hour fast at lunchtime, I would have a bowl of some kind of broth. Yeah. 
uh, be it a beef broth or a bone broth or a veggie broth, just just something to boy that really made a difference over the first month. Yeah. Uh, to get me through when I was trying to adjust to it because, yeah, it was a little difficult, so that helped. And then after a month, I was actually able to drop the broth. So what do you have all day? Uh, water, lots of water, yeah. and that's kind of a key. And, uh, you know, all the tea you can drink. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of green tea? tea? Green tea is good, yeah, the yeah. ECGC. Uh, green tea is just like, I mean, it's really healthy for you, but it also helps curb the appetite. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really, really lean on green tea heat, I must say. Although, to be fair, I do like to mix it up with something that's a little flavored, like maybe a lemon ginger. Sure. Or, or something like that in the mix. Now, my question, do you add anything to the water or the tea when you drink it? Like some Nothing. salt or some minerals or anything? Nothing like that, although I do take supplements in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Because many uh, so people I do say take vitamins get... and magnesium and that kind of thing yeah, in the morning. Yeah. Because many people say they need extra salt when they fast because they just crave it, and that's okay. It is, and I mean, that's, that's one of the things that the broth helped with. Mm-hmm. And especially, you know, if you're if you're really like heavily hydrating and you're sweating, well, you can you can give yourself hyponatremia. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, uh, where you know you're sweating out all that salt, but you're not replacing it. So you know, it's, and this is actually something I learned from you. If you need it, just take some salt. Yeah, and and you know it because from, you get a headache and you feel nauseous and you don't know why. Try salt. Yeah. And that is like one of the keys to this is listen to your body. I um, like that. If you have it, if you get into a fast day and you're like, oh, my God, I feel terrible. Uh, why is that? Well, it's quite possible that the day before you probably didn't get enough calories in your body. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you just need to listen to your body and say, you know what, I'm going to break the fast uh, and I'll try it again in a couple of days. And that's reasonable. And many people that are under a lot of stress really can't fast. Because it's Absolutely. just an, an additional stress on the body to change to the fasting mode. I think once you are used to your flexibility metabolically between fasting and eating, the body gets used to it and you can tolerate more stress than in the transition phase. Absolutely. And I, I actually, I, I am finding more mental clarity. Ah. Uh, but now a big, I think a big part of that is because as a part of this, I've cut sugar. Yeah. And I used to eat a lot of sugar, mm -hmm. so I, I went through some serious withdrawal for 30 days. Like, I was not prepared for it. Yeah. Um, but it's sugar, and, you know, weight is tied to insulin. And yeah. if you can control your insulin, and that's where the whole book, The Obesity mm -hmm. Code, actually came from. Yeah. Uh, was Dr. Fung working with diabetic patients and noticing that, hey, when I put people on insulin and their insulin spikes, they start gaining weight. Well, of course, insulin is a growth hormone. Yeah. It makes everything so grow, it. including tumors. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. We need it, so but we it. don't need it constantly in large doses. Absolutely. And, you know, there's so much sugar and, like, all the processed food. And I used to dump it in my coffee. Mm -hmm. And I used to drink a lot of pop. So I really just cut all of that stuff out. Mm -hmm. And that's probably the, the biggest game changer. I mean, in the first uh, couple of weeks, I think 10 pounds just flew off. Yeah, now like that, it was, that is it was surprisingly yeah. fast. Now that is that is a, a, an effect also the sugar, especially the artificial uh, changed sugars like uh, high fructose corn syrup. They cause actually inflammation in the body. Inflammation causes also you to hold on to weight and increases your insulin. And even artificial sweetener can increase your insulin. 
Mm. Yeah, and that's something I've learned to take Mm. out of my coffee now. Yeah. Uh, because technically, like, you can have a black coffee, but, you know, Dr. Dr. Fong actually says himself, he says, you know, if you need a little cream in your coffee, that's no problem. No. The cream is long, not the problem. It's under 50 calories. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's completely okay, and you have to be reasonable. Mm-hmm. As you said, and, you, you know, I like to enjoy my morning coffee, so that's yeah. a concession I make. Yeah, I love my morning coffee, too, but I don't like milk in it, so I'm a black coffee lady. <laughs> okay, so I've tried it and I just don't like it. Yeah. I wanted to, believe me. Yeah, my coffee's thin, though. I always thin it down. In German, we call that Blümchen coffee or flower coffee because you could see the flower on the bottom of the cup. That's okay. how thin it is. <laughs> now, another thing China. I've done is cut out a lot of bread. Cut out bread. Yeah. Mm. A uh, lot, lot of breads because, uh, well, A, there's a lot of sugar in it. Yeah, so many people say, why not just do keto? which cuts out sugar and bread and carbs generally. It does. And now what I find with this diet is it's a little bit of a hybrid because mm-hmm. the other thing about keto with all that fat content, and I think about heart disease in my family mm-hmm. and cholesterol and that thing, and I just kind of want to, I try to be a little careful there. Yeah, and that's not really the, the, the main issue, but the main issue is our body needs to be flexible. We need to be able to switch from carb burning, sugar burning to fat burning and the body needs to learn that that's what, what we were designed at absolutely right like and mm-hmm. i mean that speaks to the crux of it because if you look at our ancestors mm-hmm. they <laughs> they were not eating six small meals a day no absolutely they, they were not. they were hunting and if they didn't get anything in their hunt they got nothing to eat so then they went to gathering yeah. And what did they gather? They gathered, ber- gathered berries and things like that. Whatever was in uh, season. Yeah, and they fasted until they ate again. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that uh, was suggested in this book, is, you know, if you look at our great-great-great-grandparents and our ancestors, that for desserts, that's what they would have. Not a lot of this high-sugary stuff. They'd have berries and cream. Yeah, and, and that's actually a good uh, place to wrap it up a little bit. I know I would love to have you share your Instagram profile so people can contact you. Uh, absolutely. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, it's uh, at MJStackHFX. Um, it's where I run a lot of my photography through, and uh, you'll see... Um, more and more comedy on there in the days to come. <laughs> and I, I just want to note for those that might not n- know you that stack is written S-T-A-C-K because you're not stuck. <laughs> it is. And I do, before we go very quickly, do I have a minute? Yeah. I've been doing the uh, BMST group with you, which is Body, <laughs> Mind, Spirit Transformation, yeah. where we meet online once a week. And I, I have to tell you, that's been a really important support pillar for me. Oh, that's so sweet of you to mention yeah. that. Getting together with that. the group and comparing notes and exchanging yeah. ideas, it's very powerful. It's kind of, yeah, it's just powerful. I find it very helpful. Yeah, and it's powerful to hear others and get the support and accountability that we need to the long term. And and that mm-hmm. program, I designed it to be long term because, hey, short term weight loss is easy. Everybody can lose the weight, but you gain it back. Absolutely. And, you know, ask questions and, and uh, answer questions. And so yeah, and I just wanted to make that plug for you because it's been very, very important to me. Oh, that's so sweet. Now, thank you so much, Mike, for being on the show. And thank you, Christine. Thank you. And I'm looking forward to talking to you again. And this brings me to the end of today's show. 
please don't hesitate to contact me with any questions, thoughts, comments or suggestions. Or if you'd like to contact Mike, my email here is christine at communityradio.ca or you can contact me through my website docchristine.com. That's D-O-C-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E.com. And I'm always grateful for any feedback. I also want to extend a special thank you to today's producers, Cole Crew and Cecil Wright. Thanks, you're the greatest. You might not know this, but this is a volunteer-run non-profit radio station. And we even have an art gallery. So if you're local and you'd like to drop in, be at 11 Glendale Avenue, Lower Sackville. Thank you all for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at noon on 97.5 CROEFM Community Radio with live stream on communityradio.ca for the next episode. Goodbye and have a great day.